everyone. Welcome to this episode with Tiffany Feedy as our guest this week. <laughs> Cisco kind of butchered her name in the intro, um, but it was it's all good. It was brought some laughter, and I just love laughter. We should be laughing every day. <laughs> so uh, Tiff talks to us about a, lots of fascinating things. She just has an amazing journey, lots of challenges, and just to see where she is now. Wow. I'm so glad I had this chance meeting with her on Facebook, and I know that we'll meet in person one day, and I feel a definite connection with her. So I hope you enjoy that. We'll get to that shortly. Don't forget, our Costa Rica retreat is coming up in March. We have the holiday special right now, $500 off, and then the free flights are still available before the end of December. So if you're interested in those deals for the retreat, email Shay at impact at emuloinstitute.com and she will get you going. I'll put that in the show links. And also we have our How to Attract High Vibe Love coming up January 5th. On my website, you can get $20 off the $89 right now. So it's actually $109. Right now it's $89, but you can get an additional $20 off of that with the coupon code HOLIDAY20. Um, through my website. And then you can also get $20 off any of my services right now until uh, December 29th for a holiday special. So if you want to take advantage of that, I hope you do. And I think that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday and enjoy this episode with Tiff Feedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul Quest episode number 37. Today, we got a special guest. Uh, I can't wait to hear her story, and I want to ask her a whole bunch of questions. Today, we got Miss Tiffany. Tiff? Miss Tiff. Tiffany. <laughs> I totally blew that. I'm sorry. That happens. Tiffany. <laughs> it's okay. You- I think her last name is super cool, so I can't forget it. But yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> Tiff, Tiffany. Yeah, it means faith in Italian. Oh, oh that, that is Latin, even more cool. Latin. Yeah. Love My it. husband was like a quarter Italian. So uh, I'm like, that's a cool, I like that. Cool. I do too. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. So, well, thanks for having me. Yay. And so yes. the story of, of Tiffany Feedy, mm-hmm. how we met her is that I was on Facebook, which I keep meeting. I keep getting like these people in my, my view on Facebook that I'm like, Hey, I gotta meet that person. <laughs> um, I saw that she posted on in my old neighborhood Facebook group, Apache post. And she was like looking for spiritual people. And it just, she just sounded like my kind of person. I was like, if I still live there, I would totally be her friend. So I, <laughs> I reached out to her and I just felt the need to talk to her. And I just, I messaged her and then we just kept going back and forth about all kinds of things like spiritual things and deep galactic star seed kind of talk and I was just like oh my gosh she's talking about human design she's a uh manifesting generator 6-2 right a generator 6-2 oh a generator I feel like I should be manifesting generator yeah I'm not (laughs) Hannah is a manifesting generator um I believe that (laughs) so you're a generator 6-2 which I'm a 6-2 profile too so I could totally relate Cisco's Cisco's a generator as well (laughs) <laughs> nice. I need generators in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and so I just felt an instant connection. So I know you're part of my soul tribe. And I was like, I want to interview you. <laughs> you're and definitely you're- one of the first people that I really like felt that easy connection with for sure. Oh, yay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I immediately uh, told you to reach out to Veronica, which I told her about you. So I don't know if you guys have connected, but she's She's definitely a, a person you'd you would enjoy. So I got I, I I've had a uh, many names dropped to me. So thank you for reminding me. I'll, uh, <laughs> is she the one that does the uh, the Marconic. the plants? No, she, she does Marconics energy healing and massage. Ooh. Oh yeah, remind me later. Okay, <laughs> just like link us because I want yeah. I want to yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, interviewed, I interviewed her, her on here early in the early days. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what episode it was three or four, maybe okay. anyway. All right. <laughs> Cisco, what versus go? You want to go? 
Um, actually, Tiff, if you can uh, just tell us, we always like to hear your background, your story, where, you know, how you grew up, where are you from, actually, and, you know, the places you've been and, you know, what's led you to your, you know, your journey that you are today. Yeah, and, yeah. start in, in yeah, the beginning just, with your childhood. Yeah, just flow with it. My childhood was pretty uh, unique. Um, I was born in Florida and, um, and I moved around actually a lot uh, up until I was in high school. So I was in Florida, North Carolina, Connecticut, just um, so the people that, that birthed me <laughs> were very young. And, uh, so my biological grandmother, gosh, I'm saying this in public for the first time. My mom's going to lose her mind. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'm like, I've been, I've gotten to this point now at 41, like I want to authentically be true. And how can I really heal, help people if I'm not fully, you know, myself for fear, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I, I, I was really lucky and blessed. Like I had, um, so they were young. And so my mom stepped in and was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take her and she's going to be mine. <laughs> and then, um, and so from a very young age, like that was my mother. Um, and so she's biologically my grandmother, but she's never, she's always been my mom. And, uh, but that got a little twisty and complicated as I got older. Um, and I'll explain more, um, because, you know, I have, uh, it's hard to even say like biological father and who was never really in my life uh, after a certain age. And I don't really know how or why everybody has different stories about it. And guess what? It doesn't really matter because it happened. It's, it is what it is. My dad um, is amazing and a really good caring father, which I can say now. And, uh, and we'll get to this again, but like, the past like few years, I was very anti my parents and very combative and very, I just didn't see them in, in, um, in the same way that I see them now. And uh, the whole road travel that we'll get to shifted my perspective. And, um, and yeah, there's just been so much growth and healing. But for a long time, I resisted. I was like the black sheep. I mean, imagine, I had just moved around different people, different houses, different states, different whatever, always new and always this and, um, and not really feeling like I fit in ever. And then to find out in the future, you're a star seed from like Lyran galaxy and their planet, their, their home was destroyed. Like that deep wound like sits. Right. And so I come here and I've never felt like I fit in, uh, until, until recently, really, to be honest. Um, so I traveled a lot, but when I landed in Delaware in high school, that was kind of where I stayed for a really long time. So moved all over the place, a lot of time on the East coast, so Long Island, Connecticut, uh, and, and then finally Delaware. <laughs> um, and then I, I went to university of Delaware. Actually, when I was in high school, I had some traumatic stuff. Um, I toyed, I dabbled with, I think like the, I just dabbled with drugs and I was always like, because I was a new girl, I found the, like the people that I felt safe with, which were the people that got in trouble all the time, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so I always found trouble or it found me, but I still like had this, uh, this, this spirit that some people saw and then like this insecurity and this like combination of the both it was like this insidious like insecurity that just kind of like stuck with me and didn't allow me to fully authentically embrace myself um and I mean I never felt fully comfortable and safe you know and huh. and I even noticed like I'll go to my sister's house and I don't feel like I can just go into her cabinets and get food. My parents like are my, like I can do whatever, but like, I don't even feel like I can go, you know, it's just uh -huh. that like, I, I feel like I have to, I don't know if that's an actual case or not, but, um, 
I feel safer in some of my, um, my like friends' homes, you know? And uh, I think it's just like the, um, the feeling of being judged, but even though I've felt judged, I also know that I'm loved unconditionally, which for my strange and my sister has stayed in my life as a really it's it's been a it's been hard for her to have that role you know to have that that um wanting to be mother right and Mm -hmm. but also she god so much anxiety that I feel like in the family line of the feminine line in my family like from my mother because of how her mother was like um she was very gruff right and then so that trickled down and trickled down and um my mom is very affectionate I'm very lucky about I'm overly affectionate so like physical like I she's very affectionate with my son um and and like I see that but uh but anyway I'm just like all over the place no no no, this is good so I I have a question so your sister is your um your sister like biological (laughs) mother is your biological mother but you call her your sister yeah since birth since I was young so how old Uh, much older is she than you 55 She's like, she was 18 when I was born. So she's 18 years older than me. And I have other half siblings like scattered throughout the situation. Right. So it's like super awkward. When I turned 27, I found my biological siblings on my father's side. And that's when like shit hit the fan. And I had nieces and nephews. They were called my nieces and nephews. And, uh, and my sister and mom were like, well, I guess we got to tell them the truth, you know? And I remember wow. when my brother came to me and he was like, how you, you've known this and you never told me. And I'm just like, I wasn't allowed, you know, I wasn't allowed. And I still struggle right now speaking it as a 41 year old woman. Wow. So, my story. Wait, so your brother was younger than you is younger than you were. Mm hmm. And yeah. you couldn't tell him that you were really his, I mean, biologically. Uh, yeah. 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 I was like raised like his aunt. Okay. Like his so aunt. yeah. And you couldn't say anything. Wow. Yeah. And so now I have a son and so he's got Grammy because that's his Grammy, my mother. Right. But then when we had to, he would have been my by her first grandchild right and uh so that like was just we were like coming up with a name for him to call her and I'm like wait I'm his mother and at some time I'm gonna have to tell him the truth so he's not raised on you know a lie and and that's tough it's just like man because I have so many people's feelings to think of right my mother um Debbie it just brings up stuff their wounds right and so how as I dr- struggle with feeling selfish because I don't want to bring up their wounds by me right. feeling like That's I a- need to speak my truth right so it's a tough road it's like a tough I, I'm just going to follow my heart you know like with you I felt okay I feel safe to share this um because I think it's you know it's it's just my, who I am. It's just the truth. And when people say, why'd you move around? And I'm just like, uh, no, it's not military. You know, it just created like the dynamic of who I am. So, um, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming forward. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for forcing me to, you know, there's a lot of of people that, that live, you know, that their grandparents raised them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure there's a lot of situations where they called themselves the parents. My brother, his girlfriend and him, well, I guess they're kind of like common law marriage, but they are raising his girlfriend's granddaughter mm. as their own, you know, but yeah. she calls them grand grandmother and grandpa. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They don't even know where her mom went, but so it's kind of a similar situation, but I mean, she doesn't think of them. As, I mean, they're her parents, but she calls them grandma, grandpa, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like since I was so young um, and there's a trauma because the person that told me at 10, like the the truth of who people were was uh, my biological father's wife. And uh, my mom was so upset because I'm sure if I was going to be told, you know, she would want it to come from her. So there's definitely a lot of chaos in the background of like the growing up, which like led to this feeling of not just uh, fully settled, you know, fully, uh, I don't want to say safe because I was, um, I was definitely safe. I was never, um, you know, in harm's way or anything like that, but just abused or ground. I mean, I was beat with a belt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. And, I, um, and so when I had my son, I was like, nobody's laying a hand on my kid. You better, <laughs> yeah. you better believe. You've evolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, but I, I was always like provided for and loved and um, spoiled to be honest. I was spoiled uh, with things. Right. And uh, I do wish that I had developed like a closer relationship, like with my father, father, and my like more intimate. I think there was like fear of really, we never really, the uh, fear of like really speaking my truth and really like sharing like I had that like best friend kind of thing. Um, my mom was a psychiatrist, so very like analytical on some stuff, but also like just unconditionally with all that said, like unconditionally loving me, Un- always there, always there to provide no matter how crazy I am, no matter how much trouble I got in. Like, I mean, I was a mess. I wrecked cars, like driving <laughs> drunk. I was a shit show. And, uh, and like, I was an asshole. I, I threw, <laughs> they went away for business. And when I was in high school, I threw a party at their house. They had $10,000 worth of stuff stolen from their house. Cause I threw a party. Yes. And then I got sent to private school. <laughs> oh, so like, wow. I definitely put them through the ringer and they have always been there to support me. So I would not choose any other family. You know, I'm super grateful and uh i've never been grateful uh for them i've always like been like the the victim you know um of all that stuff mm-hmm. but now i'm seeing like the the beauty of it and and what i and how supportive they were and how you know uh how lucky i am uh, so it's good to like have that, but I think it all, again, being a six, two, right. Generator, like a, a six, two, like I'm supposed to have, like, I was meant to have this tumultuous, like first 30 years, man. And I did, Uh-oh. and yeah. my life turned around. So, um, I was like a partier. I would do any drug you put in front of me. I was drinking just to like, um so it's like funny I wouldn't I would like drink to get drunk or I would I partied a lot but it wasn't like alcoholically if that makes sense I did go I went into AA um when I was in my 20s because I failed a drug test at work um and so I went to an outpatient program. Was, I was doing cocaine. I was a liquor rep. I was working with restaurants. I partied at that age. And, um, and they were like, uh, you know, it's, you just got caught. The, the, my company, you just got caught. So you just got to like do your due diligence and, and like you can keep working and whatever. And yeah, maybe like, you know, when you drink, be a little bit more mindful. It wasn't like an everyday thing, but um. And, and so I met my husband second met, met him in a, in a meeting, but, um, so anyway, so like I had that whole phase of, I was just like finding myself and losing myself and just like, just like, uh, just struggling, just like so insecure, you know, and just doing all the things that I see these I see these millennials now, I guess they're millennials or Gen Z or whatever. And yeah. I'm just like, you know yourself now you're like 18. And I you're know. 
what we talk Cisco and I talk about we this talk all the time we're like how how are they yeah. having your why are they awakened all how what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was not there mm-mm. yeah no I was dude I had so much opportunity given to me and I just like threw it away I was really gifted at piano like I could I could hear I could hear it and then play like from memory I didn't really read it and mm-hmm. then I just like stopped, like all the things, like I just, um, I was really into astrology in, at a young age and in high school and had I like dived into that, like that thing that was like one of my soul imprints, right? Like at right. that age, you know, I could have, oh man, it's not, I'm not looking at it as like, oh, I wish, but I, it's just an awareness of like all these like little yeah. from the universe, yeah. right? That I all these like gifts that I just, all right, I could have, I could have gone on a different path so many different times, but this is the one, you know, I know isn't I it interesting? And- I feel like in high school, I had a lot of like glimpses of things of how I, and then I forgot about it for like 10, 15, no, maybe 20 years, like of yeah. astral projection. You know, I was so interested in astral projection when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I bought a book about it. And I was all into like doing weird things when, before I slept, I would do things with my hands to like, as like doing Tai Chi. I don't know what I was doing, but it just came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do something to fall asleep. And this, this was soothing to do something with my hands. I, I didn't know where it came from. And it's like, I totally forgot all about that in my twenties. All I cared about were like parties and relationships. And then mm-hmm then you get married and have a kid. And then all of a sudden it's just like, things start changing back. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, I, uh, that aspect, I was always into like the woo woo, the manifest, like all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't tap into that. Um, the channeling or anything like that until, until later, but that's really cool that you soothed yourself with your like light language. Yeah. And I didn't have no, I didn't know what I was doing. And then like now in my forties, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. I was like, my soul was just giving me messages here. (laughs) So cool. I love that. So when you were, okay. So you met your husband, are you reconnected with the man that became your husband? Right. And you said Mm -hmm. the meeting. Yes. Yeah. An AA meeting. So I, uh, I, my stint in restaurants, I, I, um, I met him originally. We worked together in our twenties and, you know, flirted and made out and whatever. And both ended up going our separate ways and finding ourselves in the rooms and, um, miraculously, like randomly we're at this meeting one day and uh that neither of us go to and and just connected instantly and um went out the next day we're just like inseparable immediately (laughs) Mm. and that was in my 30s so I had gone through like I had been in I had actually been in six years I had been in recovery and um and I was just kind of living that life and was fun. I definitely had a great time during my late twenties, early thirties. I was in dope shape. Like I was 33. I was the fittest I ever was. And, um, cause I was, re- I was managing a restaurant and I was teaching Zumba and I was doing hot yoga and I was running, and I was doing all wow. the things. And I, I wasted all my money. Like I've never been good at saving money. And I still like, I would just like, <laughs> I just was like living on whatever, but I just, um, and I was going to meetings. I was having fun. Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm an early, my early twenties. Like when people, when you go into AA or those meetings, like those people party, man, they party, <laughs> they do, they're just sober. There's always something happening. They're playing poker. They're doing this, yeah, like, yeah. That. like always a thing. And like, I was doing all of it. And then suddenly it's like, I didn't want to do any of that stuff at a certain point it's like too much I really like I I grew um I think it was probably after Fox where like I grew raw like I don't mm, too much peopling got I was like no I don't have that's I like lost that yeah that interest of like trying to be like fear of missing out trying to be a part of I was like I'm over that um but yeah I met Nick and we just like were 
we had so much fun in our in our first six months of the relationship Mm -hmm. because we had we got pregnant six months in (laughs) (laughs) um so we were like skinny dipping in um we're like riding our bikes in the neighborhood and jumping in pools overnight this is like 33 right we're 33 year old people we're riding his motorcycle (laughs) we're going like camping and hiking we just like blissed out and meanwhile he's in school finishing college and working and I'm working and just like I don't know like time there was no time we were we're always um just doing all the beautiful things and um sun worshiping and he was a big disc golfer he was like uh, so good at that um but yeah it was it was fun it was definitely like a, a super fun time and uh, in our lives. But then I, um, I was managing a restaurant and I, uh, I didn't really love the general manager. It was a chain. And so big bosses came in and they sat with me and they were asking. And I was just honest. I was like, mm, I don't really like it. <laughs> and I'd worked there for a long time. And they're like, well, do you want to go to Austin? This was like in 2013 do you want to go to Austin or do you want to go to Baltimore? And I just started with my husband. Like I knew he was, this was like in the beginning. And, uh, and I was like, Ooh, Baltimore. <laughs> because I passed up on Austin because of Nick. And, um, and so we, he was willing to move to Maryland and he went to university of Delaware to finish up school. And I drove to, we both had like a 40 minute commute. And then we got pregnant and I got pregnant. We got pregnant. I don't know. Like what's the right way to say it? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. And, uh, and so we, uh, this is when like it got sticky again. And I struggled in the beginning of like after Fox was born. Um, we had like a long, tough birth and um, I wanted it to, I had a doula and I wanted like a bath. And I like I wanted it to be all natural, and it was like 53 hours. At 36 hours, I was like, I'll take the epidural. (laughs) And uh, and Nick was sobbing. He called my mom, and she was like in Texas, and she's like at a wedding. It was my my cousin's wedding, and she and he's like calling her son. We're like, I don't, you know, freaking out, and. And, um, so I had an emergency C-section. I didn't get to see Fox for the first three hours he was born, but Nick did skin to skin with him and like held him. And so they had, they're like bonding. I just think that's so beautiful. And I'm really grateful. Honestly, I'm grateful that I didn't, that he got to do that. Um, I just think that's really powerful and meaningful, like in retrospect and hindsight, uh, I do feel like it made it like a really uh, Fox is very atta- like has this clingy attachedness to me, partially having to do with um, my attachments to him. Like I cling to him, you know, and I and part of it is because, uh, you know, I didn't have him in the beginning, like the trauma that came with that like birth, that traumatic birth. But um, I'm really grateful that Nick got to have that. But the C-section triggered his uh his addiction back because we were in a new place. He wasn't with his people. He wasn't going to the meetings that he liked to go to. And he was working in a different restaurant that wasn't as safe because they didn't know him, you know? Mm. And, uh, and so, well, I could, I was opening up to like this, like empath nature, right. The highly sensitive. And so, and he never lied to me before. He'd never been, he was always straight, but he was the first man that was ever just like all out there. And so like the intuitive side of me knew something was off, but like he wasn't telling me. And so that it made me crazy. And I would abuse myself. Like I used to hit myself in the head um, when I was trying to put Fox to bed. And I was really like, um, and I don't talk about that, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, uh, um, it's cause like my best friend, I just, there was just like this knowing, but I couldn't put it pin on and like, I couldn't label it, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, he first relapsed like a few months after Fox was born and then it was just off and on for, 
years and we both put each other kind of through the ringer. Um, we moved back to Delaware and uh, we had moments of like bliss and, and year, like year long stints of bliss and, and of living well. And, uh, and then, but in Maryland after Fox was born was when I began with my, um, I got certified in crystal Reiki. I started to get like do reading. I started to go seeking out readings, you know, like I, I saw the woman that certified me. I saw her about Nick, like what's Nick? Is he, you know, is he going to ask you seeking future? You know, is he going to die? Like what's going to happen? Um, and, uh, um, and then I started doing crystal Reiki and, join this group called the Lightworkers Lab. It's now Lightshine Academy online and took all the courses about spirituality, just everything. I was just like soaking it it all in and like, and, and then remembering spiritual experiences that I forgotten that I had, you know, prior. And, but then I started to change too and owning into myself and standing a little taller and, um, and that kind of probably made Nick a little com- uncomfortable because <laughs> um, I, I was, I was changing. I was definitely changing. Um, and, uh, uh, but I'm super grateful for, 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 you know, finding, finding those things and finding those avenues because like spirit helped me so much. And um when I started doing Reiki and started noticing messages coming through, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is Amazing. fun. It was the first time I found, I was working in a restaurant at the time. And like, it got to the point where I couldn't work there anymore because like, I couldn't be around that energy. It was a wonderful restaurant, wonderful people, but just like that lifestyle, like couldn't be for me anymore. Um, but so I'd always been like job moving around kind of person. Like there's that, I think it's the life path five in me and uh, air, I'm an Aries. And so I just like change like new things. So I like to, mm-hmm. I'm a gypsy. Right. And, and even my sister, she's very supportive. She's like, Tiffany, you just may be somebody who doesn't have that lifelong career. Right. And yeah. so you can accept that. Yeah. Totally. But, um, I, but when I found this, woo, this is forever. Yeah. This is it. Like I love this stuff. Yeah. I freaking love it. Cause it morphs and changes on its own. Right. right? And right. it's like its own version of, of, of shift and stuff. So love it. That's like my back. That's the, like, so that's the back. That's the back end. Yeah. So that's what you started doing after you had Fox, you kind of mm-hmm. opened yourself up to that spiritual awakening and then deepening and then like doing it as a, mm-hmm. as a job after you yeah. quit your, the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And then I was doing both kind of at the same time. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then from there, your husband is Fox. That's such a cool name. Dude. I, know. <laughs> I was like, did she say Fox? Like, that's so tight. <laughs> I'm so glad because like Nick is the one who came up with that name. Um, Cause we were looking at like bear. He's seven. Oh, we were thinking of like bear and all this stuff. And, and we were just going forest, like all those things, river, okay. all of it. And he came up with Fox and I was like, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, is like fox the animal but then like fox Mulder from the x-files and i was like yes it's awesome i love it so uh i'm glad that he's the one you know and his middle name is thomas which is um his uh my husband's father and grandfather's name so he's got that like feedy lineage yeah i love that it's an amazing name yeah. It's a fun, it's a strong name. But uh, I did research about names. So I don't know if you know about this, like how some names, like it's kind of an aggressive name. Like it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a soft name, Fox, you know? Yeah, and so right. I often call him Foxy or whatever, because like how you say it comes out and, and it like, you can't say it in a soft way, Fox. 
like it's hard yeah. and so people's names like there's there's something to what your name is and who you're going to be and the kind of person you're going to be uh-huh. and know that the, sound, you know. The, the phonetics would you say that phonetic like however you express it fox or fox yeah or, you know, so yeah like, like all cisco. that cisco, cisco like can be it can be strong but can also have like a tenderness to it you know mm-hmm. so like i have to make fox i have to like make fox make more tender yeah i mean he is so j- tender and sweet and stuff but he's definitely like very like big with his energy and very like raw animated and yeah like really raw like he pretends to be a dragon he's like ah. i'll make the weirdest <laughs> noises all over <laughs> so funny oh so how how did you guys end up in austin oh boy so as you know we uh my husband passed away uh in 2020 in march we were living in delaware it was right after like Fox got pulled out of his little preschool for COVID, you know, and, um, and, uh, and Nick passed away. And, uh, and that was, that was, that was tough. There was, I mean, there were a lot of spiritual experiences surrounding that. Let me tell you the night that he passed away, I had a friend a while back who had he had struggled with, you know, addiction and relapse. And I had been talking to a friend who was super psychic, like crazy psychic. Like he has scrolls that he wrote when he was 14 that had like my name, my name, not my name, uh, Tiffany that I'm known by, but my biological name is Lisa hyphen Tiffany. And so we had Lisa in there and my birth date and that we would like meet and be impactful to one <gasps> another. And he had his like wife, his like now wife, like he had her name, like, wow. This dude's psychic. And so at one point he's like, you need to leave before something disastrous happens and you're not going to be able to like, it's going to affect you guys. And, and, uh, and that night I texted him and, and I said, what was that? What was it that you saw? And I think I, when I went to bed at like 11 or 1130, I, I sent him that message and I went to sleep and Fox goes to sleep and, and we wake up in the morning and I go in the kitchen and Fox goes in the living room and I hear Fox, daddy, daddy. And, and I just knew, and I went in there and I went into like mode of just get shit done and like pick Fox up, take him in the bedroom, like call me like just very like I changed in that very moment and I was never the same after that like I went into fierce mode protecting like yeah trying to just okay Mm. we gotta move we gotta move on now (laughs) yeah I think the softness like left me at that time and uh and so we went we came to my we right after it happened it was a mix like we my parents are here so we like kind of came here for a bit to 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 just detox and like kind of get away and it was a little bit of a struggle on to be honest to be here um the dynamic between my our relationship wasn't good and so with that said I flew to Washington state. We flew back to Delaware and then I flew to Washington state to my girlfriend. She's like, come here. And when I got to Washington, I was like, Oh, (laughs) and then I um, decided I'm going to buy a bus and I'm going to live in a bus. We're going to travel. We're going to see the world because I've always looked at tiny houses and things like that. And, and I was like, this is what I want to do. And, um, and so we, like went back to Delaware, like got rid of all our stuff. Do you want to hear another crazy metaphysical story? What? Yeah. Yes. So I was, um, I was uh, channeling, like I was like doing, I do this QHHT thing with my girlfriend, but not officially. Um, and I had like a meditation with dragons and I saw myself as like the mother of these dragons are like all these little baby dragons around me. And my friend was like, well, they look like a baby, but they're not. Um, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just gotta, 
So she's like, but they're like big, but they're making themselves small so you can see how many they are, but they're like surrounding you and all these dragons. And I had this wow. like cool crystal that looked like a dragon head. And I was like, oh, and then that night I'm in my bathroom and the tree in our backyard split in half and it split right over the limbs went right over the house, didn't touch the house. Like it like curved over the room where I was in, like not touching at all. And just like split in half, no wind, no lightning, no nothing. This big old oak tree that had a swing that was like our tree, man. I had like planted a crystal under it for the crystalline grid and it just split in half. And that was the day before I was having my moving away sale. It's like so weird. Um, Wow. Just like, it was almost like a, I don't even know. I have like different, different theories, but yeah. like there's some crazy metaphysical stuff. Um, Interesting. So we, yeah. So I, the bus was built in Washington and I, we drove down the first bus, I should say transmission blue in California. So we rented a car, drove to Phoenix. And because of that, this is what I love about, about what we pay attention to. And this is like, part of like the big thing that I like to talk about is like Uh what we focus on, like the law of attraction, my transmission blew. I could have freaked out about it and been like, Oh my God, it's terrible. This is the worst thing in the world. And like focus on that. And guess what? 17 other shitty things would have happened, but no. So the transmission blows. All right, cool. We're going to rent a car. We're going to stay in a bunch of hotels. That's dope. Let me stay in some <laughs> hotels. And then we drive down and then I drop Fox off. He goes to Texas with my parents. I have a solo road trip in this little car. I get to go to Sequoia National Forest. Guess what? My oh. bus is 24 feet. If I was in that bus, I wouldn't have been able to go because it said nothing over 22 feet. And so I'm in this little car. And as soon as I get into the National Forest, these big magical trees sobbing. And I, I really believe in forest bathing. Like the, like it's mm. such a powerful, just healer, therapist, mm. no words. They're yeah. so wise and so ancient and it's just intuitive body metaphysical connection. And like all these things that happened because of that transmission, because of my reaction or lack of reaction, not paying attention to it. I didn't give it any energy. Right. Awesome. I love it. So, but there are things now I've had moments I spent. um, So like we, all this travel, I ended up in back in the bus. We were in Texas for January, February. And then we went to Schoolypalooza in Arizona. And then I'm in Arizona and we create this conscious community in Arizona, all these bus people in in BLM land where I'm hosting guided meditations every day we're and doing readings for the group and we're sharing our ideas and our stuff while other people are working on each other's buses we have potluck dinners every night and we're out in the desert and some of us are like going and digging holes to go to the bathroom my girlfriend and I which is crazy because she and I met in the desert and now we're both here in Austin. Wow. We hosted a, a guided meditation for the full moon. Where's the new moon? I can't remember. 40 people showed up Wow! in the desert and we sat in this big circle and had this like magical event, oh. the two of us. And, um, and so uh, I bought a new bus and we, I wanted to go bigger. And that bus has been like, look, it's taken me to a lot of beautiful places. <laughs> um, it's like had three different builders. It's been like, it's been, it's been a, it's been an interesting experience with that bus. It's a wonderful bus. Um, but there's a lot of pain that's come with the bus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I ended up in Colorado for the summer as a raft guide. Uh, and this is where I had another spiritual awakening. I'm in Colorado. My son's in Texas. We, he wanted to go to, so he wanted to go be with my parents and he wanted to go to camp. I didn't want to be by my parents. And so we separated and, and so I'm separate from him. I'm in Colorado. I'm miserable. I hated it, but I stayed. 
And like, I continued to focus on how miserable I was, how miserable I was, how miserable I was, how miserable I was. And it just like stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed with that. Um, and then like something shifted and, um, and I started to kind of like, I had this dark night of the soul and I sort of unraveled and um, I was in, I was like staying in such misery. Uh, and I ended up finding this woman and living in her backyard in the bus while well, I lived in her house. Mm-hmm. She let me keep the bus in the backyard while a friend worked on it, who also lost her husband, who was a sweet little five-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, I made this forever friend, but I missed Fox so much, especially being with Lacey and her daughter. And so this is what I, I selfishly went to Texas to see Fox the week before he came home and he was sobbing uncontrollably the day I had to leave. I say had to, I didn't have to, I could have stayed. I could have not gone back to the raft job and the bartending job, but I chose to go. And that's when I had the awakening. Like this has been enough and it's hurting Fox to be separate from my parents. And I need to, we need to heal our relationship. And my dad and I had this really long, beautiful conversation, both of us sobbing. And, um, and so I opened myself up to the idea of moving to Austin. And then I got Fox back and we continued traveling to Washington. And I stayed with my friend again on our property, which has been like multiple times I'd been there now. And it was like a home away from home. But he struggles with, he struggled. And, um, so I finally came to this like epiphany of like, we got to move to Austin. We're moving to Austin. And I flew out here and like, suddenly I'm shown Casa de Luz, this magical place. And I'm seeing all this magic, these magical people that were not here. I swear to God, (laughs) it's like a new timeline or like a new portal opened up because it wasn't here all the other times I came to visit 15 (laughs) years. And, but I do know that had I not followed that journey, followed my truth, gone through the pain and the suffering, then I wouldn't have appreciated being here the same. And when I came back, I'll tell you what, the relationship with my parents, so different. The Mm. way we view each other, the way we interact with each other, the way I respond, it's just, just the openness to heal has healed it and um and this place and then we finally got here and I'm talking to my mom call my mom every day I never called her I'm calling (laughs) her every day I'm on my way I'm on this and I'm like we have this relationship that we hadn't had for years Mm. and like I really feel like all of it happens you know for for a reason and here is where like I had a physical um, encounter of Nick, like he came to me, I like felt his foot on top of me. And I was like, I've had some crazy metaphysical experiences here. I've channeled so much here. My, my light language opened up here in my parents' house in Austin, Texas. Like what? Wow. (laughs) And I like been repelling it. So. Wow. Wow. (laughs) fascinating Cisco do you have any questions for I I just felt like man I was just like watching this like all visualizing every moment this is a movie this is a book yeah it was a movie it was a movie a book like you know the traveling and back and forth in Colorado like I was just like I was just glued I was I was fascinated of course I know there's more detail to it I know there's more details it feels like it feels like it was all like this like tornado hurricane of events and like everything was just like up in the air and and just like waiting for me to decide or whatever and it was like chaos all around and just like in just all this stuff but meanwhile like I'm navigating this path and I'm just like following my heart the whole time and and breaking and and healing and breaking and healing and breaking and healing and and just like coming to self and to like finally come here and be prepared and be ready but like had I come a year ago it wouldn't have been 
it wouldn't have been the same. Right. Isn't that interesting? The timing really, yeah. you have to go Time. through yeah. some things. And so yeah. now you're in this teaching phase of your life. Yeah. You're going to be teaching and, and you've already taught whoever's listening, whoever's going to listen to this podcast. You've taught them a lot already. You've taught us something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I amazing. taught you guys that I, you shouldn't ask me questions because I will just not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we love to hear this. No, but the storyline was was there. Like it kept going and going. And you know, what I'm saying, like you kept it rolling. You know, it's so saying? funny. It it really does feel like uh I mean there have been some the details, like there was some fun in Colorado, I will tell you. I had some <laughs> very fun experiences that I never expected to have. And I'll save the juicy details like for for, for for another time but like there's been some some very uh very cool experiences that i'm just like thank you i know i would like we'll have to get together so you can tell me more um yeah, yeah. i'll have to come to austin we can all sit down i think yeah i think yeah. that your story is amazing and i knew it when you posted i was like i gotta know this girl <laughs> she's got something fascinating to share yeah. i mean and everybody does you know, in their own way. But mm-hmm. I feel like coming from like the confusion of your childhood and then really not knowing where your place is and not knowing why you don't, I think this is fascinating. Like in your older years, when you find out, Oh, I'm a star seed. That's why I never felt like I fit in anywhere. No one, you know, me growing up, I didn't feel like I fit in it anywhere, but I'm sure my friends at the time probably would have not have noticed that about me, but I didn't, you know, feel like I fit in with them, you know, <laughs> like, and I still don't feel like I really fit in anywhere. I mean, I still kind of feel out of place, different places. Cisco and I talk about this all the time. He's like, when are you just going to, when do I get to just leave and go away? <laughs> um, there's but, like a serious, there's like a homesickness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that podcast or heard that podcast homesick alien? <laughs> Oh, no, but I love James McRae. Like, I I love him on Instagram. I haven't heard his podcast, but he told me. So, like, in Austin, I've been doing wild stuff. Like, such cool stuff. Oh, man. Austin's so cool. Wow. Uh, Like, yes. So many. And thank you, parents, for watching Fox so I can go (laughs) dance in the streets. Literally with, like, headphones on, dancing in the streets in Austin. Like, I don't care. Dancing in the streets. People are videoing me. I'm waiting for a YouTube video to pop up. I'm like, I'm a good dancer. I kind of want to see it. I want to see what I look like. But uh, but like he's going to do. So I did an open mic and like a poetry slam at Casa de Luz at the Third Eye Lounge. And I was telling him that. And he was like, oh, I'm hosting an open mic night starting January once a month. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. You should come. Oh, oh yeah. I'll- I have to come up there for that. Yay, sure. tell me, tell me when it is and then I'll try oh, my best. I have I didn't several friends to who do, do it. Really? Yeah, I Dude. love it. Like, man, they send me their well, I haven't talked to them in a while, but years ago, man, they used to send me their stuff. They were just on point, man. Just like on all kinds of issues and topics. And they got very excited about doing it and expressing it. And you could just, sometimes I'd have them read it to me. It's like, all right, read it to me. And then, you know, they're just their conviction and what they're trying to say, you know, and express. Oh, I love it. I love uh, like stuff like that. Cause it's, it's coming from the heart, yeah. you know, it's like how they feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I loved watching. I didn't expect to do it. My girlfriend and I were like, no, we're just here to watch. And then I was like, Oh, my body's filled with fire. That means I have to do it. Um, <laughs> yes. And so like the number seven slot was open. I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I'm just going to channel. Because then I'm going to channel a message from spirit, from the aliens, and it's not me. But no, the spirit had another. It was me channeling, but it was all about me. And I was like, oh. Wow. Wow. But it was really cool. But yeah, like, I love what, like, the experience of watching other people. Like, I've gone to ecstatic dance, and I see men dancing with each other. and, and, And I've seen that before in Philadelphia. But, like, this Austin experience is just so filled with love. And people just, like want to just see each other shine it's wild like 
And so like at the open mic, like everybody's just like so in awe of each other and just supportive and loving. And it's just, uh-huh. and I bet you it's been like that, but maybe we just didn't have the eyes to see it necessarily. Right. It's what we're yeah. like focusing on. You're right. And it's just so beautiful to just really see humanity and to appreciate humanity and see like the beauty of people because that's what if you're looking for that you're gonna find it right that is such a good thing to say thank you (laughs) just like it's so true because we've been caught up in this crazy political stuff going on and like we can get really caught up in you know who you know who's gonna shun us if we're not vaccinated or whatever you know that kind of thing that's yeah, been happening. Yeah. And of course it's happening in Austin too. Um, but if we're just focusing on, you know, the people that are getting crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> then yeah. that's what we're going to see when exactly. Austin, cause I started to lose that about, well, I live in Round Rock, but so I don't get into the center of Austin very much, but I started to lose my love of Austin a little bit because I was seeing like these people that were just like, so like drill sergeant about, you need to get vaccinated. You need to wear your mask, you know, and all that. And I got turned away and I was like, I just need to get away from all these cities. And I thought Austin was good. Austin really does. And when I find, when I reach my heart out and find the people that, you know, I align with and and I'm around them, then I see, oh yeah, Austin is beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Because like, I came to Austin, a part of why I didn't want to come, I was like, they're going to be like, just not my people in that way. Like double mat, like give me a hard time about, you know, I'm not gonna be able to go anywhere. And then I'm like, that's just not the case at all. And even like with my parents, like actually my mom just, she had, she has COVID and, um, and she, and I was like, Oh God, they're going to bring it up. They're going to bring it up. And so she's like, you're not faxed. You should get faxed. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I'm not going to. And, and the, yeah. and because like, the shift in my, it's all me. It's all me. Our relationship before that was bad was me. It wasn't yeah. them. It was me. And so yeah. our it's relationship really- is beautiful now because I changed. Right. And so like old me would have been like the stuttering over my decision, not confident in it, feeling the need to like explain myself away. And then it just like, it, I just look silly. Mm-hmm. And the it just, the conversation doesn't go anywhere because it's just like a solid, confident decision. Yeah. And I don't have it. It was like, yeah, I didn't get, I mean, I have had it. So like, don't get me wrong. Like had it and (laughs) it was annoying. Like, and and I, and I don't minimize like it and it's effect on, on people People, and, and like, I don't minimize that, but it's also just, it's just not part of my story. Right. Um, even living in this house is like not part of my story. Right. And uh, and my mom's doing great too. Like she's not, and because like her suffering is not part of my story. Because like we're really creating. And so when I came here, that wasn't um, like the people that I found. Like it's just not, I'm like, it doesn't even exist here. Practically what, what I've been noticing. Um, yeah, that's the thing you attracted those that were aligned with your being and your, your energy. And so that's what you saw. And that's amazing. Yeah. And it's crazy that my girlfriend Genevieve saw my post that she's like, that I'm like moving to Austin and she's like, Tiff, I'm in Austin and she's moving. She like moved. We met in the desert and we're both these little, you know, earth witch babies, women, <laughs> goddess people. And she goes off one way and I go off another way. And then we like come back and reconvene here. And we're like in bliss. That's There's amazing. Like wonderful joy, exuberant bliss. Then healing and pain. Like I've told you offline, like I shed so many tears that I didn't shed for my husband that I hadn't. And then even some guttural past life stuff I think like I had some experience like I released a ton of baggage like so much I've never felt so clear like just all of it off because we're starting this new like 2022 and just like all that shed away and like this new time is like this is the time of the teacher the time of the the like 
letting all that stuff go. Yeah. Wow. Yay. This is amazing. Tiff, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And then when you do open mic, I'll have to come up there and Sharon and I come see yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I, uh, you, it's, it's fun to just do, just don't like to start just like letting that ego go and just like do the things Yeah, and it gets easier and easier. It's so freeing. It's so freeing to let that go, you know? Yeah. I love it. So yeah. before we go, can you share one thing that you do daily that helps you, I guess, align with your soul or, um, raise your vibration vibration my uh, like my light language to be honest uh that's like i do that on the regular and it's almost like its own form of breath work and it's super healing to me and sometimes i'll whisper it sometimes it'll be loud and but it's like the voice activation right the that there's this healing to it and it's connecting me to my to my soul to my Mm -hmm true infinite self i love it yeah cool Yay! that's so great thank you so much for sharing and thank you hope i get to meet you in person soon oh my gosh i hope so too definitely 